0: What would our world be without leaders, innovators, and kingdom builders? Welcome to Under the Crown, where you get inside the twisted minds of our host, Trey Carmichael, and the kings and queens in his circle, covering leadership, marketing, sales, recruiting, management, and so much more. Under the Crown is here to help you build your kingdom. Are you prepared for the siege?
1: What's going on, guys? It's your man here, Trey Carmichael, coming at you with another episode of Under the Crown. And today I'm excited to bring you guys Victor Wong. This man is an inventor, a futurist, and in my opinion, an absolute genius. He has a knack for grabbing hold of newly emerging tech and creating mass market products and services. What's going on, Victor? How are you doing?
0: Yep. Hey, uh, thanks for having me here. It's nice to meet you virtually.
1: Absolutely. You too, man. So if you had to describe yourself, how would you describe yourself having so many ventures and having done so many incredible things?
0: Um, lucky. I would describe myself as being extremely lucky. Um, very few people in the world get to do what I do. Uh, it didn't come easy. Lots of sacrifices and work and studying and, uh, you know, inventions and things like that.
1: But I would say lucky. Mm. So let's talk about the King's journey and hear about why you would consider yourself so lucky, man. Well, I mean, it's a situation of where, uh,
0: you know, you, you as a child, you think about the things you want to do. And You always have these grandiose ideas of what you want to become. Um, And then the real uh, work sets in and you realize how long that journey is and the things you need to do. Um, And you just have to keep at it. Um, You know, for me, I have always uh, wanted to be an entrepreneur, an inventor. Um, I was born in Hong Kong uh, and uh, and I realized that wasn't the best place for my dreams. So at seven, uh, I decided to ask my parents to sent me to the US or to England because I was British um, technically uh, so that I can have a better opportunity at uh, my dreams. Uh, They sent me to live in LA with my uncle uh, and cousin for the summer uh, and I refused to go back. So they actually had to immigrate here four years later but that's how uh, as a young age, I was very uh, adamant about my future And uh, if you want to be, you know, successful in your dreams, you have to be very adamant and willing to take risks and willing to make sacrifices uh, to do that. Um, You know, uh, during school, uh, University of Texas here in Austin, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. There was no program for that. So once again, you have to take things into your own hands. I created a kind of an entrepreneur program, uh, lots of marketing, accounting, uh, you know, business administration, uh, various businesses like that, Mark, and, uh, and uh, folded it underneath a economics degree. <clears throat> and I graduated uh, with that, um, you know, and coming out of there, I knew I wanted to be in the tech industry, because that's where a lot of innovation happens. And from there, you just learn and you work, I was lucky enough to have uh, a, um, I guess a mentor who was my boss out of college that eventually became a business partner, uh, kind of provide me with the resources and knowledge to uh, go and learn. Uh, but again, you know, it was a lot of sacrifices side of things to uh, be able to do that. And each time you learn something, you try to imply, uh, you know, uh, use it to, uh, you know, further your goals. And sometimes you're successful, and sometimes you're not. Uh, But even in your biggest failures, that's when you learn really the most. Uh, If you're successful, you're really blinded by the success and the money and everything else that goes along with it. So you think everything's great. uh, So you don't pay attention. Um, But when you lose, that's when you really learn.
1: Mm, Absolutely man so as an inventor there there definitely has to be a certain level of confidence to be willing to put something out there that hasn't necessarily been put out before how did you go about building up that confidence
0: well you know one of the first things i had company-wise that was some uh, successful uh, had some success was uh, uh, uh the late 90s we were one of the authorized i think five or six companies in the world authorized by apple Uh, to make Macintosh clone computers. Um, And we, um, at that time, made most powerful Mac OS compatible computers, uh, even faster, more powerful than Apple. So uh, from working with that particular company and that corporate climate, I've learned uh, the basis of who I am as an inventor. That is the type of products it needs to be, how to find new technologies, how to integrate that new technology into mass market products. Um, the type of corporate culture you need to build around it, the type of, uh, you know, environment or community you need to build around it. And all those things are fundamental to uh, my ability to do these things. Uh, and then afterwards, you really go after things that you're interested in and you think that you like to have yourself. So most everything I have uh, created is uh, out of just, hey, I want that for myself. I'm going to go make it. Um, and if you do a good job uh, and uh, and you're able to bring a good product to market, other people will see it and other people will also want it uh, and then subsequently pay you a, a good amount of money for it. So that's how you really do things to do that. I think chasing after your own dreams and aspirations uh, and uh, uh, is is better than chasing after the money, because if you do that, you never quite figure out what that product or service needs to be um and you're you're you know so so you're not an innovator you're just trying to chase a dollar in which case the equation breaks before you even start meaning that you're not starting with something that's innovative that other people will want
1: Mm, that's incredible man so Having been at the forefront of so many different markets from building higher powered Apple computers to lot, to building touchscreen systems to all in one music production systems and being the first to do that, how do you actually stay on top of and aware of which of which things are actually emerging in the world?
0: Well, you kind of have to pick your battles there's so many new technologies and things are moving so fast there's no possible way to know everything no one does Uh, but you do a lot of reading Uh, you do a lot of um, you know uh, exploratory things into different concepts and technologies that you may be interested in Um, and uh, again that goes back to your personal interest because if you're interested in something um, you're going to do a better job at creating a product or service uh, than if you're not interested in. So this all goes back to what I just said about going after what you like. You know, I like music. I'm a musician, and that's why we create musical instruments that we did that everybody from Prince to Madonna, Maroon 5, Corn, uh, you know, Michael Jackson all used to create their music and perform. You know, also like technology and computers, and that's why we did computer things. Um, and, um, you know, and with the, uh, active arrow, you know, I collect cars and I want an active arrow for my cars. So that's generally the rule that I follow. Uh, otherwise there's so much technology out there. You're just going to get lost and there's not enough time in a day for you, for anybody to be an expert in everything. And if you don't specialize in what you like yourself personally, you're never going to have enough time to learn enough about any one subject if you're undecided on what you wanna to do to be able to even figure out how to create a product or service.
1: Awesome, man. I, I really love that you that you really lean into the things that, doing the things that you enjoy and the things that you're actually passionate about. And that's one thing that having seen seeing you around the internet for a while, I bet that you have had a blast building every company that you've built.
0: Um, it is, but, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, it's a two-edged sword, you know, it's always exciting when you're creating or exploring or, uh, trying to develop a new product or service, but the problem is, you know, there's economics behind it, there's timelines, there's staff that you have to be, you know, um, responsible for, you have to be responsible for them and their families and make sure they're, they're fed and they have kids, you know, that the kids are fed, um, and they do have a good uh, uh, standard of living. So there's a lot that goes along with it. It's not all fun and games, but the trials and tribulation of creating and being an entrepreneur and inventor is huge. It's more pressure than most anything else you can do out there. Uh, and this is why if you're passionate about something that you're doing because you enjoy doing it, that helps to kind of make the you know the, the pain go away a little bit. Uh, more but uh but yeah it's not it's not easy i mean it's it's uh, it's very difficult
1: it definitely is difficult and i think one of the very dangerous narratives going on in this in this industry right now and really in the in the business world right now is all of these marketers and gurus that are selling the dream of build a business without without doing the work all the Hit make a million dollars in 30 days, kind of people.
0: I don't blame them. I blame the public. And I know I'm gonna get skewed for this, but it's all their own damn fault. Everybody, well, let me rephrase that. A lot of people have conditioned themselves to think that they could be an influencer, they can go and play the stock market or cryptocurrency and become a millionaire or a billionaire and do no work at all. Um as long as they feel that way in mean, the general public, there's going to be tons of people that's going to prey on them. Mm-hmm. And this is never going to stop because everybody always wants to take the easiest route. Uh, very few people will actually buckle down and do the things necessary to ensure success. Uh, lots of people want to throw caution to the wind and try to capture success uh, by just faking it or getting lucky or one of these get uh, rich quick schemes so that's not going to go away and that's why you're going to have a lot of people fail tremendously in our lives because they continue to to, uh, continually to believe that
1: Mm, absolutely man I think that that is it that's that's one of the most dangerous narratives going around as a business owner right now and it leads people into a lot of trouble when they get here they realize they actually have to do work and then a lot of the times people end up going out and selling things before they even realize that and now they have to somehow make right on what they sold. So I I think it's a very important take that you've offered us now that it is that it's really the market's fault at the end of the day cuz all these influencers they really are just giving them exactly what they're asking for.
0: Exactly. You can't blame the influencers. You can't blame the people out there doing these you know, start your own business schemes. You can't blame the you know, motivational speakers out there. You can't blame any of those people. They're just providing a service to fill a demand that's huge that's out there. And unfortunately, I think with social media and how so many people are so fake on social media, posing with cars and you know, uh, uh, private planes and 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 you know you know tons of money in their hands and jewelry and you know all these things that really is just a prop. You know, they're fooling everybody and people are just they don't realize that. So you know they're they're propagating this falsehood and people are believing that and it just continues and continues. So again, you know, nothing against that particular world. There there's you know good and bad parts of that. You know, if that's the world that you live in you know, then that's the world that you live in. Uh, But again, that's not going to create, you know, some true product or services at the end. It's just basically, you know, a huge pyramid scheme, uh, a kind of, you know, musical chairs that everybody's playing over and over again. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. And when you lose, you sit there and go, oh, I should have exited earlier. I should have done this. And then, you know what? You're sitting there and going, I just lost $100,000. But, you know, they're saying, well, I'm going to go right back in. I'm going to make $200,000 next time. So, you know, it's a little bit of that gambling fever type thing where you can't quit, you know, because you think that next one is going to be the big one. And no matter how much you've lost, you still believe in that. And, and again, that's just you know, how some people are these days.
1: Absolutely, man. That's, that's something that could easily be talked about for hours. But one thing that I, do, that I want to make sure I ask you about is having infiltrated so many different markets. When you find an emerging market that you would like to infiltrate, what, how do you usually go about that?
0: Well, I usually, again, look for things I'm interested in. And then I used to think about what I would like to have and what cool thing I would like to have. And, and I start tinkering with the idea. Usually in my head, I'm lucky enough to be able to design a lot of things in my, in my mind versus having to use other tools to do that at the very initial part, which lets me go through a lot of concepts really quickly. Um, and then when I find one that I think has some merit, can hold some water, then I usually sit down and create some type of proof of concept or uh, you know initial prototype to see that it can do what I think it can do. And if it does, then the next step is to sit down with my staff of, you know, very talented designers and engineers and then to create, you know, an actual product that's near production uh, so they can see it really work in real world. Uh, and then if it does, then it gets to a production uh, a status of that particular product. So it's um, it's it's how I, I do things, um, you know, to to create that. And, and a lot of times, a lot of concepts and things like that um, doesn't make it because it, there's no product there so you just kind of have to sort through it and this is why I tend to do it in my mind in my head because it's quicker that way
1: absolutely man so one of the things that having seen you around for so long that I noticed is you get to hang out with probably some of the coolest people in the world uh, whenever we first connected one of the first couple things I saw was pictures of you with Snoop Dogg pictures of you with Lil John, like how do you build these relationships with all these high-level people?
0: Well, <clears throat> excuse me, the key to all that is is for them to contact and be want to hang out with you versus the other way around. You know, they famous people get hit on, you know, you know, with adoration or fans and and things like that all the time. You know, and you can't blame them for you know having some structure and wall around them. But in the things that I do again it all comes from you know developing things that I like you know they're very similar to the, the things that they like to do so for example you know hanging out with you know Lil John and, and Snoop and stuff like that that had to do with the musical instruments that I was creating because we're the only ones with that instrument and that was the instrument to have when we uh, first released it because it was so new it was an all-in-one studio um, that someone can actually make radio ready music in the same instrument one instrument now we kind of helped start the whole computer use of computer for music production and performance so we were the guys that started all that so back then when we first did that we were it we were we were the hot product so all these people called and contacted me i didn't reach out to any of them and hanging out with them was you know you have to have certain respect it's like you know if you can't call them i mean you know having a friendship or different levels with these people, you know, and, and you you just, you know, you have to take time to kind of see what they want and and how far they want the relationship to be, because not everybody's going to be best friend where you go out and party with them all the time. You know, I was lucky enough to have the relationships move to that point. But again, it all started from them contacting me. It wasn't me calling them or helming them or, or trying to, you know, be some kind of a super fan. And, and another thing is when it happens that way it's no longer a fan and a superstar or you know person of notoriety relationship it's just you know two people who are just interested in the same thing and you're hanging out talking about stuff and and so that's a whole different 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 thing also it's not uh, you know it, it, it you know there's no ego there at that point there's no you know, oh my God, I'm hanging out with Lil John or so and so. It's just, hey, dude, what's going on? Well, okay, yeah. Hey, what do you think about this? I mean, well, let's go to Miami and hang out. I mean, it just it comes
1: that. Mm, that is one of the biggest things that I've learned doing the podcast and having the privilege of meeting the, some of the people that I've met is that these people that are famous, these people that have money, these people that pe- that all these other people just want to be around they are so tired of just being put on a pedestal all the time and people metaphorically just poking them with sticks just all day every day yeah exactly you know and and you have to be real careful the minute you start doing that and they they sense that you're going to be some grabby
0: you know kind of kind of you know friend or or, or 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 fan you know they'll still treat you nice but there's no there's no uh, the, the walls come up at that point you know they just mm-hmm. You know, it just doesn't happen anymore now, and, and and so you have to respect them somehow. I mean, you don't want to you know be be rude to them or 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 you know look down upon the achievement that they have created, but just treat them like normal human beings. and they treat you like a normal human being, and you don't you know you just forget that you're hanging out with so and so unless you're in public and then there's paparazzis everywhere. But you know, even then, you just kind of ignore all of it. And and as weird as it seems, <clears throat> the first time. First, you know, time one or two times that you hang out with someone famous, you do get starstruck a little bit. But after you get used to it, then then you're just hanging out with somebody, you know. You know, and and that's 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 the important part because once you get that out of your system, you know, being the super grabby fan or or you know or or you know anything like that, then then they can see it. You know, they they go, okay, this is just a normal person. You can hang with them, you know. But you know, you, you just you have to learn to do that. you, you can't you can't be that type of you know kind of creepy you know
1: yeah absolutely man so kind of on the same subject as people you said that one of the one of the core things that you've built up is your team that you can rely on how do you go about vetting people and figuring out who's right for your team
0: that's very difficult to do because depending on a the project there's different resources that you need to do. Um, And, uh, you know, people will come in and out of your life with different technologies. And so it depends from what company we're doing and what product we're doing that these technology people show up. Um, Let me tell you, it was a lot easier four years or five years ago to find people like that. Um, Again, you know, with the recent development of what people believe, Real world is as being taught by social media influencers. Uh, there's less and less skilled people out there, um, meaning that there's I think for each generation that is internet and social media savvy, there's actually less skilled people to create products and services. Um, you know, so uh, a, lot, a lot of pitch people, you know, pitch men and women that can be. Back, um, you know, brand ambassadors and get the message out there, but do the actual work less and less. So to answer your question, uh, that is a, a, a issue, a, a huge problem for every company out there that's trying to create new emerging technologies and products and services.
1: Mm, so what are the, what are some of the things, some of the strategies that you're using to solve some of that problems and find some of the right people?
0: There isn't that I know of. Wow. Um, And to speak to that point, also in manufacturing, you know, um, that's why recently I've changed the way that I see the world and how to operate within the world, uh, which is um, um, necessary That is, I'm actually retracting all my companies and opting them, selling them off, so that I don't have to be involved in any of this anymore, Um, unless something drastically changes terminal. That is, I don't believe any company can do any significant manufacturing in the United States uh, based on the fact that there is just not enough skilled people who are willing to work uh, at any price to uh, uh, produce the products. Uh, and even if they did, it's not price competitive enough with overseas manufacturing like in China. But the problem is if you have a manufacturer in China, you have all these issues with shipping, and all the political games are being played by all the countries. And the fact of the matter is your product will get stolen within six months. So they don't respect any IP or anything like that. So it's terminal if you send over there either. So so there's, a, there's, no, there's no solution for that particular equation. And so you can sit here and create the best product in the world. and You have lots of demand. But you can't build it. You can't build it quick enough or cheap enough uh, to supply the demand to scale in a way that you were able to do 5, 10, 20 years ago. So, you know, you sit there and you bang your head against the wall and try to keep doing that. Or you say, I give. And you move away from all that. So the new strategy I have is to basically take new, have a nucleus of very smart people around me, and we go and explore new technologies and create products. And what we do is we uh, release the product, we go to trade shows, win awards, uh, which we are pretty good at doing, uh, hype up the product, get the product in the marketplace, have multiple suitors who are larger companies than us who say this is a great revenue stream for us and we would like to buy that company and we sell it off before we have to jump in and actually operate and try to scale that operation up. Because again, that's not something that's possible to do in my view uh, in the US right now. So so the strategy's all changed. <clears throat> Everything is short-term. There's no build a company run it for 10, 20 years. Uh, it's build a company, build the products, hype it up, make sure it has good utility use, uh, make sure there's value, and we sell it off in two or three years, and we're done, and we're off to the next thing.
1: Wow, that is an incredibly high level insight that you're you're really not going to find anywhere else. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but there is no other way to do that, and so that's you
0: know for for us, you know, we we try to. Create companies and and do these things and and to be honest, you know our companies are are busy. You know we're backordered some products for four to six to eight to ten weeks. Just can't build it fast enough, you know. And and, and most people go, wow, what a great thing, but it's not. It's not a great thing because you can't scale. You're stuck at that level.
1: Mm. That's awesome, man. So I know your time's valuable. So I have one more question for you. Uh, what are you doing to carry your crown and make sure that nothing's slipping through the cracks? I mean, how are you taking care of yourself to make sure that you're performing at your highest level?
0: Well, where I am with as many things that's going on, I'm unfortunately not taking care of myself, and that's part of the issue too. Is that the sacrifices you have to make are are multifaceted? You know, from relationships to family uh to you know uh sleep uh to personal time uh to personal health and and all these things um is the f- it's the price that you have to pay for success um real success um and sometimes you have to sit and say is that worth it and for me it was worth it for all these years but it's not worth it now so To answer your question i've done nothing to for myself for many decades but i am now so this is why the different approach to the companies and the businesses i have and uh, and things like that and and again you know you you operate within what the world and social the the, you know the world offers you and how the the economics of the world works And since the world has changed, that's a good indicator for me to change also. So, you know, uh, there is, uh, again, just to be very clear, to have the level of success that someone like me or someone else has, you know, you're you're sacrificing
1: everything. All I can say, man, is thank you so much for showing up with so much authenticity, because that's the kind of thing that most entrepreneurs and most business owners they're not willing to own and they're not willing to they're not even willing to share so i i appreciate you willing to show up here authentically
0: oh yeah no problem i mean
1: you know at this point uh truth honesty
0: ethics moral and being honest is is really not a lost art it's always been there as a fundamental foundation for someone who has long-lasting success You can go out there and lie about something. You can cheat somebody. You can go get investors and and go spend the money on, you know, frivolous things and then tell them, oh, it just didn't work. I mean, you can do that a few times, but that's not real success. And at the end of the day, you're not going to feel good about it. And you're going to be running around, you know, hiding from people or trying to figure out that next scam that you're going to pull, you know. Um, And and so, you know, I, I think people are... It's, it's harder and harder for people to really look themselves in the face and say, in a mirror and say, am I really ready to do this, right? Versus just going through the motions and faking it. I, I think that is, that is a very hard decision that I think very few people are willing to make at this point. You know, they, they just don't. So again, all I can do is to be upfront about what it takes to be successful the way that i've done it you know i'm not saying there's no other ways there's other people have done great on social media just taking pictures of themselves in bikinis or you know you know whatever that they may do to to increase their 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 viewership and their followers nothing against those people i mean they they obviously work hard to do that but in the traditional business way that i've done things uh you know there there really isn't any other way but this particular road and it's a really really difficult road to take people don't understand that they see you with nice things you know and you're going out and you'll know, have you know nice you know <clears throat> dinners and, and various things and they go oh what a lucky guy or he's so spoiled but you know that's it's not that i mean those things when you even do it becomes insignificant you know all the cars and everything else you don't sit there and go, wow, look at that. I have a Lamborghini, I have a Ferrari, I got a Rolls Royce. Look at that, that's so great. You normally don't look at that anymore. You just look at those things like, okay, it's, it's there, fine. You know, you, you don't, it's not what drives you anymore. Those are just things that happen to be there. And it's great if they're there. If they're not there, it's no big deal either. So you you, you, get, you, you get to that point where you really focus on what really matters. That's a self-achievement on the things you want to do and everything else it becomes really insignificant. I could care less if I don't have any of my cars, you know, to be honest, you know, some people are like, oh my God, you know, you know, they dream about that car, they, they, you know, and, and that's all their entire life. But, you know, that's, you have to get past that, you know, and, and that comes with years of experience and, and actually, you know, focusing on what's important any of the guys out there that are, that, you know, and I'm not comparing myself to them, but you know, your, 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 you know, Steve jobs or, or your, your, you know, Elon Musk or even Bill Gates, none of those guys focus on the physical items. They focus on what they can achieve. And again, mm-hmm. this is what you have to think about as long as you focus on the material things and going after the money, you're just not going to get there.
1: That's a fact, man. Well, Thank you so much for sharing everything with us that you have today. What is the best way for people to see more of you and get involved with you, man? Um. Well, I mean, I'm on social media and
0: different platforms. Uh, the usual handle, and this sounds awful. I didn't like it, but it was what was used by my marketing guys at that time. It's uh, the Victor Wong. So Instagram, I uh, don't do Twitter as much, but I'm going to start doing Twitter more. Uh, and, you know, Facebook and various things like that and keep tabs on what I do. Um, and uh, so that's, uh, that's how, you know, you can, can do that.
1: Man, it's actually a fascinating thing how neglected Twitter is. But what I've been learning recently from some of my mentors is that that's where the journalists and the really rich hang out at the end of the day. <laughs>
0: Yeah, because it's uh, very quick to be able to communicate directly uh, to the public. It's also extremely easy to manipulate. Um, You know, um, I'm not going to call out somebody's name, but the use of bots and various other things, uh, you know, buying followers, all that's been known in the inside circles for a long time. We actually... Know, I've done case studies on how some of people became very famous, and and so yeah, that all goes along with the fake it till you make it thing. And even someone famous, extremely famous, will utilize that for whatever that they may need to do. Um, so again, it's it's um, you know, there's some truth in Twitter, and there's a lot of fraud on Twitter, um, and it is what it is. Um, But yeah, that's that's a platform if you want to go and try to manipulate the world that that's the one to use
1: absolutely man well thank you so much for your time today i'm gonna to let you get back to your day uh, i'm just i'm just grateful we were able to get you on all right thanks a lot
0: thanks again for tuning in for another episode make sure that you subscribe to the show so you're never left out in the snow Do you want to build a business or get more customers online? Are you tired of spending all your time shackled to your business? Tired of being treated like the court jester? Not anymore. You can get a care package from Trey today for just a buck that will help you beat shiny object syndrome with Trey's favorite tool list, build your online authority and network with your own podcast and by being interviewed on other podcasts, systemize your business with Trey's seven-pillar system, hire a VA to get your time back, and so much more. You heard me right. All of that for less than the last Starbucks you got.
1: Go to TreyCarmichael.us and get yours while it's hot. Check the couch for that dollar if you got to